name of our Lord Jesus, amen. Let me reread part of the gospel reading from last Sunday, last Wednesday, part of the passion reading of Peter's denials. As the children mentioned, one of the things we uh, most remember about the apostle Peter. Peter was in the courtyard. One of the servant girls of the high priest came. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, you were with Jesus of Nazareth. But he denied it, saying, I neither know or understand what you are saying. And he went out on the porch, and a rooster crowed. The servant girl saw him again and began to say to those who stood by, This is one of them. But he denied it again. A little later, he, those who stood by said to Peter, Surely you are one of them, for you're, you are a Galilean and your speech shows it. Then he began to curse and swear, I do not know the man of whom you speak. A second time the rooster crowed. Then Peter called to mind the word that Jesus had said to him before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And when he thought about it, he wept. Peter is really one of the most important persons for us to know in the Bible. Jesus designated him as the leader of all 12 of the apostles. And in many senses, Peter is still the leader of all disciples. Just as Jesus chose, or just as God chose Mary to be the mother of God in the flesh, so also God chose Peter to be this leading disciple and this preacher of the gospel. Neither of them, Peter or Mary had what any of us would think of as an enviable resume. They did not go to any good schools or universities. They were not from influential families. And they had not distinguished themselves in any particular field of life, except for one, the one that I kind of mentioned with the children. The one thing that would have been on their resume, you might say, is that both of them had what I would call a very simple but very concrete faith in God. They were not unfamiliar with the synagogue. They were not unfamiliar with the scriptures. And it showed that both of them were followers of the Lord and listening to his word. They took care of their families and they did their work. And while many of us look way beyond those basic things in life and try to achieve many, many greater things than that, we need to stop and just realize how important those simple things are. Faith, family, and work. We really need to focus on those most of all and then anything else that God would call us to do can be built upon that great foundation. Well, that great foundation would prove to be what Peter needed most because he was put into a very difficult situation. He was an eager but not a perfect disciple. The children recognized some of the things that Peter did, both good and bad. Peter was the one who, when Jesus claimed to be the bread of life, and when Jesus really got into the, 
depth of what faith in him was all about, describing it in terms of eating my body and drinking my blood, some of the disciples began to fall away, to turn away from Jesus. And then Jesus asked the disciples, are you going to leave me too? This is when Peter shined. Lord, to whom shall we go, he asked. You have the words of eternal life. Peter was the one who was asked by Jesus to walk out on the water with him. Peter trusted in the Lord, and he did as he asked, at least until a wave began to frighten him and he began to sink again. So this is the pattern we see in Peter and the pattern we see in all of our lives. It's what I call the mixed bag of good and of bad. Peter objected to Jesus having to die, for which he received a very harsh rebuke from Jesus. Get behind me, Satan. In the Garden of Gethsemane, we just heard recently how he tried to defend Jesus, drawing his sword and cutting off the ear of the servant named Malchus. But certainly the worst moment of his life came when Peter fell to that temptation and said he denied Jesus three times. James tells us we will all stumble. Eliphaz, the companion of Job, in the book of Job, rightly said, what is man that he can be pure? One of the first steps of living the simple life of faith is admitting our unrighteousness, not hiding it, not ignoring it. No matter how strong we may be at times, it is this weakness of sin that is always lingering in us and calling us back out of God's kingdom. This is what shows us how we need to be saved, shows us how we are vulnerable to temptation. And so we should never, ever underestimate the power of the tempter. In last Sunday's scripture readings, we heard the words of Paul after he was talking about the children of Israel, all the miracles they had been through and what they had seen. And yet, even though they drank from the rock that was Christ, though they received the manna, the bread from heaven, still many of them doubted and grumbled and lusted until their bodies were scattered across the Sinai Desert. Paul said, this is a lesson for all of us. Let him who thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. Satan, the tempter, still comes to all of us. As I mentioned to the children, Peter's in heaven. So who are the Lord's disciples now? It's you and me. And while Peter was standing in such a challenging situation in his day, we are also standing together in very challenging situations. Lots of temptations, lots of difficulties are before us, just as they were before Peter. How are we going to react to those things? The tempter tempts us sometimes with pleasure. Sometimes he tempts us with pain. Peter said that he would rather die for Jesus than deny him. And yet when Peter was confronted by the soldiers and the power of government, he crumbled. Would any of us do any better than Peter if we find, found ourselves facing the same situation as Peter did? The book, Gospel of John especially highlights something very important here. 
And that this temptation of Peter, this denial of the three times, took place in the courtyard of the high priest. While Peter was with him, with those other soldiers, warming themselves over a fire made with coals. This was a hard time in Peter's life. But as I said, Peter had that basic, simple faith that would carry him through even this bitter experience three days after Jesus died on the cross, which must have been one of the worst moments of all for St. Peter. Three days he rose. Peter and John are in a running race to go look at that tomb. John beats Peter, but he doesn't go into the tomb. Peter, being Peter, barges right in. He sees the clothes lying there, but no body. Jesus had risen to his amazement, to the amazement of all the disciples. And Jesus began to appear to them. But one of the most important appearances of Jesus to Peter took place up in Galilee, where Peter was again fishing with his disciples, friends. Having no luck, as had happened earlier when Peter was first called to be a disciple, Jesus appeared on the beach, told them to drop the nets again, at which they caught another large uh, net full of fishes. Peter rushed into the water, rushed to see Jesus, and there we find Peter again by what? A fire of coals. This time a fire that Jesus had prepared. And fish cooking, roasting on that fire. And with that, Jesus restored Peter. He gave him three opportunities to express his love for Jesus. Peter remained steadfast in his simple faith. It's been 2,000 years since the world heard the first cries of the baby Jesus in Bethlehem. And the cries from the cross, especially the words, it is finished. Peter and the other disciples have finished their service to the Lord. Now we stand in their place. And we too are called to cling to Christ and to proclaim Christ to the world around us. Temptations are going to come. There will be good times and there will be bad times. As we, like Peter and anyone else who has ever lived or will live, we too are a mixed bag. But in all of this, we have a simple life of faith, just like they did. We also follow Christ. We focus on our faith, our family, our church in Christ. And in that, the perfect and all-powerful God indwells our bodies and souls and enables us to continue through the ups and downs to live by faith and to finally realize the success, and the glory of God's salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. We continue.